every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. LeBron James reminds me a little bit now of a pitcher post-Tommy John surgery, is that LeBron James is 31. Uh, He doesn't dunk as much. You're not going to get a 45-point night from him. Those days are over. He's a human being. In the end, we're seeing the LeBron that is 31, is not going to chase you down and block from behind, is not going to slam dunk as much, or with the the volume he did. He is no longer an A-plus scorer and an A-plus defender and an A-plus this, that, and everything. He is really A-minus to B-plus at everything. LeBron James. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes. You know the Draft Dudes Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Monday, May 28th episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. We got some stuff to talk about today on the show. I'm Kyle Krabs, your host of the Monday show. Uh, Joe Marino and I have been bouncing around. It's kind of a busy summer for us both, but we promise we will get back together for you again soon. But do not fret, because today on the show, we're going to talk about what a summer scouting schedule looks like, if you're interested in getting into the scouting field. We're going to talk about Patty Fisher, who is an absolute boss. You probably don't know his name unless you live in the Chicago area, but that's okay. I'm going to bring it back around for you. And we're also going to talk about LeBron James, and that's how we're going to start today's show, by talking a little bit about... LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. Now, you know it's NBA Finals time because the winds have shifted, and I'm pretty sure it's from all the Michael Jordan truthers clutching their pearls and saying, but what about the championships? Michael has six. And I get it. And I'm not going to settle the debate of LeBron versus Michael, okay? Because it needs to play out. You have the completed legacy with 10 years of retrospect of one of these players. The other one is in year 15. And I don't think it's debatable to suggest that LeBron is the more physically gifted player than Michael. Michael was stone-cold killer, right? Like, 
what everybody loved about Michael and what separated him from LeBron for the, the probably the first half of LeBron's career was LeBron was passive. LeBron at times making the basketball play instead of creating. And, you know, I think the more LeBron goes on, the harder that debate gets because the more of that same creating you see coming from LeBron James. The man played 48 minutes last night and carried a junior high school team to the NBA Finals. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I can already hear the Boston Celtics fans logging off of this podcast with me talking about LeBron James. But I don't feel sorry for you, Boston. You forget I am a trust the processor. So you know there is nothing that I take more pleasure in as a petty individual than watching the team that beats mine go down hard. Scared Terry, 0 for 10 from 3. Terrific. I love it. Now, all of this is for naught, and that does lead me to my point here in talking briefly about LeBron James on an NFL Draft podcast. And I do have a take about Michael versus LeBron, but it's not who's better. The biggest threat to LeBron James' legacy as a basketball player is not Michael Jordan. It's Kevin Durant. Why? Because when that coward Kevin Durant tucked his tail between his legs and signed with Golden State, it meant we had to watch LeBron spend the twilight of the peak of his career, the last few remaining years that he has going up against a juggernaut buzzsaw in Golden State in the finals every year. Caught up with him last year. It's probably going to catch up with him again this year. LeBron faces a lesser team in the NBA Finals than one of the all-time stacked teams in NBA history. And he gets five, six, maybe seven championships. But now, once he signs with Philly in the summer, he'll probably get two more. He'll probably finish with five. You heard it here first. LeBron to Philly. It's going to happen. I could feel it. If you've watched East Down and Bounds, you'll appreciate this reference. I can feel it down in my plums. Little Will Ferrell. Starting everybody off on a Monday. We're moving on. No more basketball talk. Let's talk about Patty Fisher. Patty Fisher, my goodness. Patty Fisher is a six foot four, 245-pound redshirt sophomore linebacker who hails from Northwestern. And I can hear you now. What the hell's wrong with you, Kyle? You're watching redshirt sophomore linebackers from Northwestern? And that's also a nice little segue into the scouting schedule because we're going to talk about how us at NDT Scouting are, are kind of dividing this workload. And I happen to be on Big Ten duty this year. So that's why I'm watching Patty Fisher back the hell up. Patty Fisher had a chance to watch three games Yesterday, on Patty Fisher, I watched Penn State, I watched Wisconsin, and I watched Iowa. This kid's good, man. I was super impressed with Patty Fisher about his ability to process his primary read with quickness and then transition into a pursuit role. He made a lot of plays meeting opposing ball carriers at or behind the line of scrimmage. I believe he had nine and a half or ten tackles for loss last year. 
and his ability to accelerate out of that read step at six foot four, two forty five, for a kid this young, is really, really, really impressive. Blew me away. I'd heard the name, heard the name a bunch. You know, I watched a bunch of Penn State games. Being a Penn State alumni, I watched a bunch of uh, a Big Ten being in the area, and never actually caught Northwestern live this past year. So I didn't have a chance to watch Fisher live and in person. But I was familiar with the name. Kind of funny, Patty. <laughs> and um, I won't be laughing at his name this year because this, this kid's a monster. So you watch his Wisconsin game. Anybody that wants to learn a little bit about Patty Fisher, that's where I would recommend you start. Dig into the Wisconsin game because it really shows you the best of his ability to process between the tackles. And you think back to some of the linebackers from this past year, uh, Malik Jefferson being one, uh, now with Cincinnati, coming out of Texas. Very different player. Because Malik would let these things develop. He'd wait, 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 and then, and then he'd try and run into the play. There's times on Patty Fisher's film, especially against Wisconsin, when he's cross-keen reading the opposite guard, reading the back in the backfield, reading the play side guard, all depending on what the gap responsibilities are up front. And when he's reading these keys, his reactiveness happens so quick that I have to go back and look and say, okay, was this a pre-designed blitz or is he making a read here? And he's consistently making reads so quickly, you would assume on first glance that he is blitzing into the backfield. Really, really impressive for a redshirt freshman last year starting in his first career college games. I watched him blow up several Wisconsin offensive linemen right there in the hole, took on pullers well, plugged up gaps well, uh, moves really well on the hoof too. He's not super stiff. Uh, you, you watch him in a back pedal. He's able to hinge his hips, get open into the sideline a little bit and get some depth. Show discipline when he's working the middle of the field. If you put him between the hashes and say, okay, hold hold 5 to 15 yards, intermediate depth. Challenge any crossers. Make sure nothing's completed between the hashes and the intermediate areas of the field. There's a rep against Iowa where he was challenged with uh, a mesh concept of, of crossers running off each other's hips right in front of his face. So he gets into his pass drop. He takes three steps to his right to carry the first cross before dropping off and squatting to challenge the final crosser as that final crosser you know, continues past his, his vicinity. And all, this whole time, Patty Fisher is reading the eyes of the quarterback. And as the, crosser, the second crosser gets about parallel with him, he drops off because he can't see it, but he feels there's a dig pattern trying to layer him and suck him out of that middle of the field area so they can hit a, a throw behind him. And he did not allow that to happen because he, he was stubborn and squatted on his platform before dropping off instead of getting with to carry the crosser when the quarterback wasn't looking there. Really impressive from the point 
of being a physically and mentally mature player at a very young age. Redshirt freshman in 2017. So Fisher, I think this is somebody that is still probably going to grow into his body a little bit more. You look at his build, and he's got a little bit of disproportion from his upper to lower halves. So I think this he's going to continue to grow into his upper half of his body. It's going to make him even better at using his hands and using his length to get blockers off of him. And he, he's pretty proficient right now when it comes to stacking those blockers and punching and using his hands to do so. But I think he's going to get better because I think he's going to add a little bit of muscle onto this frame. My dog is sitting here staring at me talk with uh, eggs this morning for, for breakfast. And she loves eggs. So I have to take a brief intermission to lay this plate down and let her lick this plate because it is the most pathetic thing I might have ever seen. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. With the exception of Terry Rozier's performance last night in Game 7. We're back. Okay. Let's talk about scouting schedule. Back half of the podcast today here on The Dudes. Uh, The scouting schedule in the summertime, the way that we're tackling an NET is we have uh, our core group of guys, and we've decided we are going to divide and conquer this year. So we have each been given a conference in the Power Five, ACC, SEC, Big Ten, come on, dog, uh, Big 12, Pac-12. Did I get them all? SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, Big 12, yes. And then we also have divided up the Conference USA and the Mountain West and so on and so forth, American Athletic. Don't want to forget the core group ones, Sun Belt and MAC. And um, we're working through each one of those teams. We've been designated a conference to work through at a time. And we're collecting the biographical information of every draft-eligible player in FBS. We're going to let that sink in. So a team like Ohio State has probably 50 to 55 draft-eligible players. This is not the fun part of the year. But this is the part of year where guys who take it seriously can really divide themselves from their contemporaries. Because if 
you know, you're out sucking down, um, I don't know, margaritas. I don't know, I was going to take a shot at some foo-foo drink, but I actually uh, drink sweet drinks quite often, so I can't do that. If other guys are resting on their laurels in the summertime, enjoying the vacation, this is a great opportunity for you if you're a young person in this field trying to get ahead. Grind tape now. People notice who's talking football right now. Get your biographies down. Collect your information. Familiarize yourself with these players. So that way, when the season comes into play, you're very familiar with these players. You know if they're a, a starter, if they're a backup, you know how many games they started, what kind of playing experience they have, what level recruit that they were, were they highly coveted, and now they're just getting an opportunity to start after getting stuck behind somebody who's been well-established with the program. All these sorts of things can give you a little bit of context on the players once they hit the field. It's a great opportunity to do that. Corner yourself a market. Be a summertime scout. It's not bad. All the crazy people aren't your mentions. If you want a miserable experience, you could either A, be a Boston Celtics fan at the Garden last night watching LeBron James defeat your team to go to his 8th straight NBA Finals. You get the theme of today's show yet? Or... You could read my mentions or Joe's mentions or John Ledyard's mentions uh, from the middle of March through three days after the draft. It's crazy. It's crazy. Everybody thinks their team got the best players, and if you don't like a player, it's because you disrespect them and you're sleeping on them. Now you don't get that. Now is a great opportunity to grind tape. I grinded through three games of Patty Fisher last night and got nothing but rave reviews in my mentions. People loved it. People are DMing me asking who he is. It's cool. It's really cool. So the way that we're doing the schedule itself, instead of just talking about why you know our peak season sucks in this industry, um, is, is we're collecting biographies now. By July 1st, our goal is to have the database of all the prospects done, in which case we will then study our respective conferences and bring to the table a group of the best players in the conference. We have not settled on a number yet, but probably, you know, whether it's 30, 40, 50, best 50 players in each conference, and all of a sudden you have a list of 200, 250 players. On the back half of the summer, July and August, my personal goal is to familiarize myself, take very elementary notes on as many of those guys as possible so that I have a basic conceptual understanding of the draft-eligible group before the college football season starts. And then from there, just let, let the players come to you. If you've already done all the biography work, you know... Oh, this guy's a stub, but he's a, a true sophomore. He's not eligible. You can watch him. You can appreciate him. But he's not your problem right now. And that discipline is something that, you know, is something I've really had to work on because I get this tunnel vision where I'm trying to watch a team and this guy just pops and pops and pops and pops and pops. And my eyes keep going back there. But it's not necessarily... So then I have to go back and rewatch the game because i got to look for the players that I've been... I need to study versus the players are commanding my attention. Got to learn to be a little prude that way. Don't give them the attention that they want if they're a freshman or sophomore stud, right? You know, hashtag do your job. Got to study the draft eligibles. So when we get to 
the start of the college football season, I have a goal for you guys. I want you guys to familiarize yourself with a core group of players from this upcoming draft class. Watch two or three games, whether that's YouTube cut-ups or all 22, even though Greg Gabriel tells us that doesn't exist on the outside world, or wherever else you want to find your resources to study these players. I challenge you to watch a core group. Let's talk about a core group of guys, of, of draft eligibles, that you think are studs, or you think you needed to familiarize yourself with so that you'd be ready for the college football season. You're listening to the dudes. I want you to hit me up on Twitter, at NDT Scouting. And I want you to tell me how you're going to go about this. I want you, if you need direction, I am more than happy to give you direction. Just reach out. You can do it in DM. The DMs are unfortunately open because I'm an idiot. Or you can do it in my mentions. And let's talk about this class. Let's talk about these draft-eligible players. Because if you guys have the bug like we do, which I'm willing to bet a lot of you do because you're listening to this show at the end of May about the NFL draft, which is now 11 months away, you got the bug a little bit. So take advantage of it. Carve yourself a market, right? Make yourself a draft guy that really knows his stuff in the summertime. It's a great place to be. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Joe's going to be back sometime throughout the middle pieces of the week, whether that's Wednesday or Thursday. I may try and join him. It's just a tough time of year right now, trying to get schedules synced up. So uh, we make do with what we got. I'm more than happy to sit here by myself and poke fun at Boston Celtics fans. I don't feel sorry for you, Boston. You have tremendous sports success in the last 20 years. Got to own that success. Target's on your back now. Trust the process. But I will try to get back together with Joe on the horn sometime here in the very near future. And um, if Joe is solo with you, then you guys can look forward to a film Friday this week. Uh, I am probably going to be digging into some quarterbacks this week. KJ Costello from Stanford is calling my name. Seen some Drew Locke, but I'd like to see some more because I understand he's very erratic. You know, a lot of ups and then a lot of downs on a game-to-game basis. So somebody I really want to familiarize myself with because people are talking about him as a potential top prospect for next year. and Not based on what I saw, but I want to make sure I really get a good impression of him. And then we could see where he develops and progresses from here as a player. As I said, thank you for listening to Draft Dudes Podcast. If you'd like to let us know how we're doing, unless you're going to complain about my pettiness of poking fun at a team that lost in the conference finals last night, you can leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be cool. We uh, really appreciate the five-star variety. Uh, Let us know what your favorite part of the show is, whether that's Joe. It's probably not me, but every good story needs a villain. Let us know. And uh, we'll be back with you again soon. I'm Kyle Krabs signing off. This is the Draft Dudes Podcast. Hope you guys have a great Memorial Day. Thank you all our service members for your service. Let us remember what this day is about. And have a great week as well. Hey folks, Dirk Bentley here. If you've seen one of my concerts, you know I'm all about energy. Performing, recording, traveling, being a husband and a father, it's a busy life. 
and I need to be 100% every day. So when my battery starts running low, I grab a sugar-free, vitamin-packed, five-hour energy shot. It tastes great, and it gets me back to 100% fast. Try it. It could work for your busy life, too. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.